I believe the Lord has um, given me uh, some things this week that will that not only bless my life and is going to bless my life tremendously in the future. And, uh, and uh, it's for you guys. This here is set up this morning by Jesus himself, call people like us into ministry and uh, others. Also, all of you have a ministry inside of you. That's not to um, point the focus on us, but God is going to bless us all this morning. And I want you to pay keen attention. I want you to pay keen attention this morning. Are you guys hearing us? Because we're, I think we're... Yes. We hear you. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I want you guys to pay very keen attention to this lesson this morning. I pray that um, the Holy Spirit will, will reveal it to your heart and it's going to change things in your life. You know, there is a, I was saying last week, there's a body of knowledge that we need, a body of information. The Bible says in the book of Daniel, I think 11 verses 32, but the people who do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. The people who do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So that's what we're commanded to do. That is what we're supposed to do. And this knowledge that God is imparting to us is what we're going to use to do these exploits, to do the works of God. And we need to wake up and understand that, that we're not supposed to be living this life in defeat. And we are, and we are all at our challenges but we are at a point now where god is pouring out that wisdom my people perish for lack of knowledge we need to you know we, we need not be using that scripture so much because the knowledge that is relevant that we would not perish we have this knowledge it's in the word of god and revealed to us by the holy spirit so i pray this morning that the holy spirit will give you this understanding this knowledge and that from this day forward, you begin to defeat and destroy everything that the devil has done against you. I must say, it takes a focus, a dedication, and we know how to do that. And the power of God will give you the victory. There's a scripture in Proverbs that says, if thou faint in adversity, thy strength is small. If thou faint in adversity, thy strength is small. You know this ahead of time, that you're going to need strength and spiritual strength to deal with things that you're going to face in the future. Inevitably, these things are going to come. There is no guessing that we're going to encounter things. And if we don't have the strength at that time, it's because we did not take the time out now to get the knowledge that God has given to us. So prepare now for every battle that you will fight. Christians should not have been fighting the battle that the rest of the world is fighting with this COVID now. We should we are in Christ truly. We are immune, immune from everything that is out there. He's the Jesus Christ is the physician and he also is the pharmacist. He fills a prescription also. This is here the medicine that from heaven, the manna from heaven that will be adequate to minister to every area of your life. 
every issue that comes up in your life. This scrambling to doctors, this scrambling to lawyers, this scrambling for earthly help is because we're not looking to the one that made reservation for every single thing that we would encounter in this life. God has given a measure of faith, the Bible says, to every person, every man, we have it. And if you don't have enough to believe God for certain things, he says on top of that, that faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear this word, it's activating you, more faith inside of you to believe God for the things that you previously could were not believing him for. So your victory is in your relationship with Jesus Christ. That is where your victory is. Now, the minute that you lose faith and begin to look at something earthly or someone earthly, that is where the problem lies. So God is giving us understanding in his word. I mean, there's a relevant level of understanding that needs to accompany faith. Faith is not just blind. You can actually understand and the understanding is in God's word. That's why he said in the book of uh, Joshua 1 verses 8 that we should med meditate on his words day and night and be careful to do all that is written therein. And then we will have good success. No desperation. When you truly en enthrone Jesus Christ on your heart, there will be no more desperation in your life. No more wondering what's going to be the outcome. Because your heavenly father is loving and he's caring he's a good father that's why he sent jesus christ to die for us on that cross he's the best of all of the fathers are we being the children that he wants us to be children that love him love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength is the first and greatest commandments commandment that is has been given to us are we doing that are we making, making him the focus of our attention? God, a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit. Every person here, you can have that. It's yours. Promised by God. And it says in the book of, of Psalms, Psalms 119, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. That means it's promise, promises. It's a check that is signed at the bottom. No, that's one check that will not bounce. The one they give you at work could potentially bounce. But that check, can a check come from come signed by Jesus Christ? Can it bounce? If it if there is no cash after your deposit, you have to check yourself and see what relevant knowledge and information did I not get from God? What relevant knowledge? What is, what is the misunderstanding here? Why I'm not getting a performance of the promise of God in my life. You, we got to go back and look into ourselves. And guess what? God is so good that he's actually telling you this morning, you don't have to figure it out on yourself. It's a spiritual thing and my Holy Spirit can reveal that thing to you. Even the deeper issues that we're fighting in terms of certain things that we have seen in our family, in our friends, those issues that seem as if they're stagnant, stagnant like medical issues that have been there. And in some cases, we have, we have, we are, we have um, come into the world seeing people with these issues. And it has not changed. And that, in some degree, has even 
defeated our faith. There, there is, God is going to adequately compensate all the lack of faith and the lack of knowledge that we as children have, that we might receive the fullness of all that he has promised us. And this key this morning is another, a very key key, if you will, to breaking open Pandora's box and taking all of the things out of that Bible, taking out everything out there, and that the power of God might be activated in your life, in every area. This, this revelation will defeat sickness in your life. If you have a sickness that you have been struggling with and you have prayed about it and you have gotten no answer, believe again this morning. This here is going to break open the revelation as to why is it, it is that you're stalled financially, physically, whether it be uh, relationally, psychologically, any area of your life we have and guess what this thing we ain't climbing up on no mountain to discover it every person can do it's it's gonna be uh so in terms of how it's presented it's very basic and with that said i'm gonna get into that so i titled this message this morning iniquity the root cause of sin iniquity the root cause of sin sin and iniquity are two different things. They're of the same lineage, but they are two different things. And I'm going to show you what the Lord showed me this week from Scripture. Iniquity, uh, dictionary-wise, it says iniquity means wicked or immoral in nature and character. Wicked or immoral in nature and character. And sin, basically, one of the meanings I saw is an offense against religious or moral law. So one, which is the, the deeper one, iniquity, has to do with the character, okay? And sin is just a byproduct of that character flaw that, that is inside of us. So when you see a person go and, for example, a person steal or a person murder, there is something else that is propelling this movement. There's something else that is causing a person's mind and body to cooperate with it. What is this thing? Where did it come from? It's rampant all over the world. Every continent, every country, every island. This thing called, called iniquity has infected people. It needs to be eradicated. And governments can't figure it out. They can't, they don't have the answers for it. The minute they think that this is the issue, something else came, like we saw with the COVID. They couldn't prepare for that. And guess what? While they're busy trying to uh, come up with solutions, which so weak anyways, something else is coming. And they have no concept what it is. They can't see into the future. You know, one of the ministries that have been given to the body of Christ is the ministry of the prophet, the office of the prophet, or the ministry of the prophetic. And one of the, one of the things that the prophetic does is enable us by the eyes of the spirit to see things that are going to come 
next year, the year after, or tomorrow, whatever it is that you need to see beforehand, the ministry of the prophetic, which is every person in Christ, can see and know when you have the spirit life inside of you. So no surprises. Nothing should take the body of Christ and the people of God by surprise. Stale news. By the time it comes on CNN, it's old. By the time it comes on Fox News, it's old. By the time it comes on NBC, we already knew this. This life in the spirit that we have been examining since we started. Everything is open to you. That which you need to see. Now, we don't need to see everything and know everything. The things that are relevant for us to see and know, God, by the Holy Spirit, will show them unto us. Now, let's go to the first scripture verse here. Psalms 32 and verses 5. We're going to look at this because it's a very bold statement. So, is scripture going to support what I'm actually saying to you? If scripture is not supporting this, the word of God <clears throat> is not supporting this, then it's from a man. But if you can read with that understanding that God has given you, right, this morning, and come to that conclusion that this here is from the word of God, then we have some adjustments to make. There are some changes that's going to happen this week in people's life. Radical change. Radical. Psalms 32 and verses 5. David speaking here. After committing sin. David speaking here. He said, I acknowledge my sin unto thee. He's repented. He's before the Lord. Which is what we should do. I acknowledge my sin unto thee. And mine iniquity have I not hid. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. He's differentiating there. The iniquity of my sins. I'm using the King James Version. And that version sometimes can, it can, it can play on your mind a little bit. Right? Because of a little bit archaic. But he's this, making a distinction right now. That there is a difference between that iniquity and the act of sin. And he's, and he's saying... I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. See, first thing he's doing, confessing. And thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. So we're establishing here from scripture that there, these are two different things. They are similar, they are related, but they are different at the same time. Now apply this in your own life. Now where did this thing come from? This substance of iniquity. Where did it originate? We're going to go look in scripture. This morning, this revelation here is going to show you exactly why some of the things that have been happening in your life, in your family, and in the people around you, in your communities, and you will have understanding why these things are happening. Ezekiel 28. And let's read from, let's read from uh, verses 13 so we can get a better understanding. It says, Ezekiel 28, 13. I hope you're there. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardius, topaz, and the diamond. The beryl, the onyx, and the jasper. The sapphire, 
the emerald and the carbuncle and gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. Who is this individual here? That God is saying that he formed and created and then attached all of these precious stones and musical instruments that was embedded in this beat, not a guitar that you pick up and string. But these instruments were embedded in this being. Can you imagine when this being sang? Can you imagine if this being walked by you and you see all of these precious stones just glistening? What a sight that must have been when this being was in its original perfect state. Look at verses 14. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. Talking about this is an angel. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. And I have said thee so. This, per, this being here was given up a significant position in God, in heaven. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. The holy mountain of God. Who can go before the go into the presence of God? And this being was there. Thou as walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Ah, that is before the presence of God. Ah, the, the, the stones of fire. Feel the Holy Spirit. My God. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created. Perfect in thy way from the day that thou, thou was created. Oh my king. Look what it says here. This substance that we just spoke of two minutes ago, it says, Till iniquity was found in thee. Till iniquity was found in thee. This substance called iniquity, look what the byproduct of it is. Look what it says here. It says, This perfect being, this beautiful being, Okay, and this being was, that was able to make music unlike what we just listened to, right? In its essence, right? Instruments piped inside of this being from God. It says, verse 16, By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. It's talking about something else that came into this being. This thing called iniquity came in this being and polluted this person here, this created being. And thou as sin, thou as sin, thou as sin because of iniquity. Therefore, I will cast thee as a profane out of the mountain of God. This being was no longer permitted to be on the stones of fire before the presence of God because of this substance that caused this being to sin and I will destroy thee. There's a mighty con consequence for being polluted with this substance. And this being actually chose that. We're talking about, when I said this being, we're talking about our, our enemy, Satan. The enemy of our souls. The one who has, the Bible said that it is not God's will that any should perish, but that all would come to everlasting life 
right? That is God's position in regards to where we go when we exit this earth. But there is someone with a plan that is counter to that, to that plan of God. It's, it says here, and I will destroy the old covering cherub and the midst from the midst of the stones of fire. Verses 17. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. Now, if God make you to be really beautiful, basically what it's saying here, be careful that you're stewarded in a godly fashion. Because all of these precious stones. And this beauty that this being had was what caused it to become like this. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude iniquities. By the iniquity of thy traffic, therefore I will bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. This must be a substance that is poisonous. And as we saw in the earthly dictionary, it says this meaning here is wicked or immoral in nature or character. That means this thing is embedded in your DNA. This is not just something that is light. And I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all men that behold thee. It says in the latter part of verses 18. It says because of this um, substance called iniquity that polluted this being. All they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror and never shalt thou be any more. Total sentence. This being Satan. Lucifer, as he was called, an angel in the similitude of Gabriel and Michael that God had before his presence, had taken a knowledge, another knowledge that was not of God, and he began to preach it. He began to expound on it, to the other created, created beings that were around him, that he had a ministry to them. He had a ministry to them to maintain the order of God based on the knowledge that was given to him when he was created. I'm saying something else here. This knowledge that you're getting now today is the perfect knowledge of God, except for the aspect of it that I am unable to communicate to you. It is imperfection. And this here is for you now. It's, it's similar. We are in this. We are not in the created body that we, we had when we were born. But this knowledge will dictate today if you accept it and keep it and exist on this earth by this knowledge, it will dictate whether or not this substance of iniquity will totally destroy you and your end result would be that you end up with a pronouncement made on you that this fire will also come out of you and you will live an existence in this perpetually burning fire eternally. This wisdom, this knowledge is what will dictate on the earth 
whether or not people go to that same place because of this substance called iniquity. Now, how is it that we found ourselves implicated? How did we human beings get implicated in this? Because this here had nothing to do with man. Because I don't see anything in man talking about precious stones and all of those type of things. But and we were not exactly before the presence of God. We were in the Garden of Eden. So how did we get implicated in this wicked transaction? How did we get it? And how is it that we disassociate ourselves if indeed we are now implicated in it? Let's go and see how this how this thing now relates to us. Let's go to Genesis 3. Genesis 3, let's read 1 to 6. 1 to 3, 1 to 6. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, and God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. I'm assuming that we have at least basic understanding in regards to the fall. So we don't have to go through this whole scripture again and this uh, depiction that is in scripture again so we can just take it from this point on understanding that this being satan after he was cast out of heaven came down into the earth into the garden of eden wherever that was and now he had he went on a, a crusade an agenda to to take this substance and hand it over to man this same substance that caused him to be expelled out of heaven permanently and be sentenced to a lake of fire. He, he, he thought the only thing that I can do because he knew that the one who created him and sentenced him, he knew that there was no way he can defeat him. So the only thing he can do is to destroy his creation. He's on a revenge mission against God because he know that God loves you and I. And he has a, he's on a revenge mission to destroy us. And if you look around the world, would you agree with me to a large extent that he's being successful? This substance of iniquity has been transferred to man. When? Verses 2, And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the tree of the of the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god had said ye shall not eat of it neither shall ye touch it lest ye die lest ye die see proper instructions given here proper guidelines god is immaculate in transferring his wisdom to man that we might make good decisions Verses 4, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. See that? For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, I mean, it did open their eyes to certain things. The only thing is that they were not supposed to see those things. 
she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with, with, with her and he did eat. Now let's skip to verses 15. Actually, let's start from 14. Here we go again. This same substance here, that this being, Satan, decided to embark on based on his own ideas that he now transferred to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. There is a consequence. If you find this thing inside of you, there's a consequence that is coming your way inevitably. It's, it's unstoppable. Let's read 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. So he implicated, first of all, the snake, the serpent that was on the earth in its perfect state in this transaction here and with this thing. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Everything that this thing here have contact with, it destroys. And I will, but look at not 15. This is the powerful part here. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Talking about Eve. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And I thought as I read this, which seed is this? Because I didn't know that this being had any seed. Who is the seed? This angel that was corrupted. Where did he get seeds from? Where did he get offspring from? Because God had put his seed inside of Adam and Eve. And now God is actually communicating that another seed is going to come out from Adam and Eve. Another seed. Now we have two seeds. So Satan took this substance called iniquity that he used to pollute himself and transferred it to man in Adam and Eve and polluted them. And when he did that, you and I got implicated in that. By reason of our genealogy, go back to Adam. This all, all of these different races that we see um, on the earth and the way that people react to them and, uh, and differentiate. That, that is only in the wisdom of man. That doesn't apply here. All race come from there. And if you come from there, you're implicated in this, this substance called iniquity. And when do you think? When you're conceived. I'm going to show you this from scripture. When you are conceived, this thing, you know, all of these idea we have where we go to baby showers or see newborn babies and we go oh chubbly chubbly all innocent he just don't have the capacity as yet to do the evil that is inside of him give him give him a little time wait till those limbs are able to struck someone in the face and you will see give it a little give it a little time psalms 51 and verses 5. Look what it says here. 
from the word of God. Don't let the understanding this morning come from your reasoning. Don't let the understanding this morning come from your intellect. Let me tell you something. The intellect is inferior to the spirit. You have to ask God for to reveal these things unto you. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. You see, now the Bible said that David had a heart after God. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. We're born with this nature inside of our being. That's my point. I went through all of this to say that when you come into this dimension, you're already implicated with this substance and you're born in sin. All of us, excluding none. The intellect has a problem with this, right? But the word of God, by the anointing of the spirit and the spirit life inside of us, give us this understanding. So that's where we are when we come out of the womb. Just a matter of time before it materializes into all of what we are seeing in the world. The chaos, the murder, the rapes, the rebel mentality that we see all over the world. It's this same iniquity that was communicated and transferred to Adam and Eve that is inside of mankind right now and what we're seeing the behavioral patterns that we're actually seeing outside is just a byproduct of this substance how do you rid yourself of that poison how do you rid yourself of the seed of satan that is now in your being there is a way to do it we Christians, in a general sense, we're familiar with that. But in many cases, not the fullness of it. We're not eradicating it in totality. And we're, sit, we're still seeing the byproduct of it in our physical bodies, in sicknesses and diseases. This thing implicates every area of your existence. It's going to take a consorted, a heavy effort to destroy it out of your DNA, out of your spirit in totality. It's going to take a real rigorous effort to do this by the grace of God. It's the Holy Spirit that does this, not, not you and I. There is no amount of religious activities that we can do. It could burn your body. You could give all of your money to the church. That can't do it. No man can free himself from this substance. This is a work only God by the Holy Spirit can do. But man has a part to play in it because man has a will. It's a choice that we make. And we know the body of Christ must do business with God on this level, on this level, on, with this understanding and destroy once and for all all of this out of your being let's go to ephesians 2 1 to 9 ephesians 2 and we'll read 1 to 9 and this here from the word of god i'm making sure that i interject the scripture 
and you have your Bible in front of you and spiritual understanding. Now we'll read from um, verses one. And you had he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. And you had he quickened who? We were dead in trespasses and sin. It's talking about us who received Jesus Christ and we are born again. But it's making a reference to the fact that we all were dead in trespasses and sin. So this New Test Testament scripture that we're reading now is in agreement with that scripture that we read. Those couple of scriptures that we read from Genesis and Psalms. And you are the equipment who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the ear, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. All of us thank God that because we receive Jesus Christ, we're walking down a different path and we have understanding in regards to this. But that's what we are, where we are, we're all coming from. Among whom also all had, we all had our conversation in times past in the loss of the flesh. Someone has their audio on and it's making a background noise. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. See, you see what it says here? The flesh and the mind. The desires of the flesh and the mind. A lot of people think just because you don't break man's law. I mean, many times you break uh, God's law, you break man's law. If you steal, if you kill, and so forth. But a lot of the things that we're actually talking about are of the mind. If you think about murder in, a, in your mind, is the cops going to come at your door and arrest you? No. They are looking for the manifestation of that thing. They are dealing with something that is tangible, that is in this realm only. But there was a meditation that happened on the inside before that thing happened. That is the level that we're dealing with. And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But it says in verses 4, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickness together with Christ. Had quickness together with Christ. That in the, you see that? It's only the entrance of Jesus Christ in your life can now be giving you, begin to give you hope to destroy all of that seed that was innate inside of you at conception and birth. Only the entrance of Jesus Christ. And another thing that I need to address very, very strong this morning too, is that just because you come to Jesus Christ and in a general sense, you repent of your sins. This iniquity is still inside of you. Let me tell you, that is a separate work that, that, that God does inside of you. To break this substance off of you and all of you, if you are willing. That is a work that the Holy Spirit does to believers who truly consecrated themselves to God. And this process has to be worked out inside of you before you have eternal salvation. Because this corrupted thing ain't going back to heaven. Scripture, the Bible preaches this. I'm going to show you from the word of God. This idea where people, 
think that they can repent of their sins in a general sense and go back to into the world that is not scriptural that is not from the word of god we'll address that a little bit and i'll show you from the word of god that god says that any person that has this substance inside of him he has no chance of making it into the into heaven it verses seven that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through christ jesus for by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves it is the gift of god every inch every ounce of this has to do with grace even though we are willing for the lord to work through us none of it has to do with us i'm in agreement with that that this is all the goodness and the grace of god not of works lest any man should boast not of works no when you see certain behavioral patterns like we're talking about that we see globally it's confounding the level of evil and viciousness that we see come from human beings because of this pollution and then because of them staying in that state how many churches do we have globally right how many lessons have been preached about jesus and beginning to embark on a life that can eradicate this seed of iniquity outside of you and if you deal with the iniquity the murder the desire to steal murder and all those things will not be there anymore i bet you except for those um remote regions where you know man are not, have not even been able to communicate in languages to some of these people most people in the world have heard the gospel of jesus christ and rejected it and in doing so they're allowing this seed of satan that came down to man to rule them and this is what it produces go to galatians 5 Galatians 5, uh, 19 to 21. You know, I am making sure by the grace of God that I stay in the word and I stay in prayer and I stay built up in the spirit because, you know, I have actually done a little research into a few ministers, prominent ministers that have died over the last few years and i wondered why is it that they died in mid-flight one of them in mid-flight he died and in mid-flight he died in terms of he died from in the ear one and two it was not his time as yet it confounded me i would go before the lord and say how is it that it can just happen like that and i come to find out the lord revealed to me on few occasions personally the error that they began to preach, the error that they begin to preach and to propagate in his, in his body as a minister that he elevated to certain levels that they had the influence to communicate globally to large crowds. And yet still they were in error concerning his word. And they begin to preach all different levels of the gospel of Jesus Christ that was not consistent with scripture. And it got so bad in many occasions that God had to remove them off of the earth. 
I have no plan and ambition for that to happen to me. So the day that I stopped studying this word and, and praying and laying before God, let me tell you something. I said, God, I, I can't preach this word anymore. I'm done. I'm not going to dilute. I'm not going to dilute this word of God. So uh, I'm hearing a background noise. You know, I think I got it here. Sorry about that, guys. I'm not going to dilute the word of God. I'm not going to wane down the word of God and begin to preach any convenient gospel because I have an ambition for large crowds and to look good to man. I rather listen, I rather go preach one by one on the street, one by one, rather than have this big congregation that really don't want to hear the truth of God's word. God of God's word and want you to speak words convenient. Galatians 5 19 to 21. And now it goes on to give us an idea of what really happens when you are infused with this substance of iniquity inside of your being and you're born with it. And then there's a system called the world system that feeds it and continue to propagate and advance the ideas that were in Lucifer's mind when he decided to embark on an exploration to discover this system called iniquity. He said, no, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lavishness, idolatry, do we see these things in the world? Isn't this the mantra of the world? Isn't this what they do communicate to us in movies and nearly everything that comes on cable TV? Witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath. Listen, some of these things are on the inside. Strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Shall not inherit the kingdom of God. This substance of iniquity inside of a being, whether the person is Christian or in the world, it don't really make any difference. No, that's not to say that when a, a person comes to the Lord, balance here, when a person comes to the Lord, and he's fighting different things and God is actually working on that person that we, we all make our mistakes right one and then even as you live your Christian walk and you make mistakes and and you sin against God you still have the opportunity to come before God and repent okay but you're actually walking you know you begin to feel the Holy Spirit convicting you there's a sensitivity there whenever you do things against God as a child of God that is saying this is not right come back to me which is what we read that David did. But the idea that you would just live a life after becoming a, um, a disciple of Jesus Christ, that is just consistent in 
these type of behaviors because you're entertaining that seed of iniquity inside of you. And then now you have an expectation of just living a life of sin that you're saved. That is not scripture here because the Bible says very clear that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That is pretty clear and conclusive. So this thing here, we have to embark now on a mission to break it out of our lives individually by allowing the Holy Spirit to do this. And what allow it allow you to do this? A relationship with Jesus Christ, committing your life to him, and then know the willingness to pursue him daily. Committed relationship with Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will reveal the things that are inside of you that needs to be dealt with. When you have a living, experiencing relationship with Jesus Christ, daily the holy spirit will reveal to you everything that is inside of you that is not of god that many times we will be repenting asking for forgiveness and truly beginning now by the grace of god to extract every bit of that seed out of our being that's why the bible say work out your salvation with fear and trembling work out your salvation with fear and trembling how many people are really preaching that working out your salvation because everybody's saying that you the minute you say lord jesus forgive my sin come in my in, in and reside in my heart you're on your way to heaven now go back to the club go back to that life how is it that working out your salvation comes into agreement with that and how is it that a lifestyle that none who do these things will be inheriting the kingdom of god that does not make sense it God is not going to invite. Can you imagine one being made such chaos that we see here on earth that has been happening for thousands of years? What now if God was supposed to make millions and potentially billions of people come back in heaven with that substance of iniquity inside of their being? How would that go now? That would be world war. No world war could capture the evil. God would have to literally eradicate everything around him to deal with this matter. That is not happening. This here is the knowledge. Because God freezes us, he condemned the enemy because he was before his presence. But man that was in the garden of Eden, he put us in this body and begin and clothed us and allow us to eat from the soil, even though it was not in its perfect state, that we might pause there, that he might send and interject himself another way to bail us out on an individual basis, on an individual basis, not collectively. You have to work this out one by one by one. It doesn't matter how many people are on the planet. Each and every person must allow, after hearing this gospel of Jesus Christ, to permit their heart that they might invite him and believe and repent and now begin to go through that process of cleansing of breaking out the seed of satan that they were born with at birth the fullness of this must happen in us and we must watch it and participate in it day by day by day you cannot do it subconsciously 
you cannot do it unconsciously. You can't function in an unconscious state in the physical world. You have to be coherent at all times. You have to be conscious, alert. It's the same thing from a spiritual perspective. This is the effort that it takes for this substance of iniquity to be totally eradicated from your eradicated from your being that the spirit life might fully come alive inside of you galatians 5:24 look what it says here and they that are christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and loss. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and loss. You see that? He's, God is basically saying here, Jesus Christ, I am not, yes, I am merciful when you're going through your difficulty. God is merciful. I've, I'm always adding that in there, okay? So, but the idea is to progress you into position where the flesh is crucified in you and then basically at that time they that he owns you have crucified the flesh life with all of the affections and the loss by dealing with the seed of iniquity that was there this is the methodology and this is the work that the spirit of god will do in individuals that are ready and willing to partner with God and work it out. It's not a one moment thing. Myself, when I truly decided to wake up because God had spoken to me audibly and he began to speak to me every church that I go into, somebody would speak over me. Even when I hide at the back, even when church was over, they would hunt me down to tell me. Some of them had great swelling words. Tell me, oh, God is going to do this and God is going to do that. And I'm looking at Kim and I'm thinking, me. So how? Because I'm not a pastor's child. And I didn't go to theology school, Bible school. How is this thing going to happen? But I was looking for the breadcrumbs because I go, this thing is happening too many times for it to be a coincidence. Something is happening here. And I begin to pay attention to everything that God was saying to me. And I said, let me see where you will take me. And every step of the way, God begin now to lead us and to guide us step by step by step. But there was a lot of repenting on my behalf and the material begin to come to me. I begin to discover, I didn't have a mentor, but I begin to seek out knowledge by the leading of the Holy Spirit that was relevant to me becoming the person that God wants me to be. And that, am I saying that I'm there? No, this is a work in process that I've dedicated my life and the rest of my life to continue in. But I really went at this thing hard and I begin to spend my money and buy materials. Whenever the Lord would prompt me to somebody that had something, said something of value that I know I needed, I know, I needed that knowledge inside of me or I needed to repent I begin now to purchase I had I had I was listening to tapes CDs 
back and forth from work over and over and I don't know why I, I don't know but I, I couldn't get enough it was in that season the Lord revealed to me after that he dealt with many other things that was inside of me that seed of iniquity that was inside of me eradicated that out of my being I allowed it I cooperated with God and this is the way that you do it Romans 8 1 and 2 there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death it's that it's that born again experience and the fullness of this spirit life coming inside of you that separates you from the law of sin and death it's the fullness of this substance of iniquity being broken out of you and off of you that will take you to a life which is spiritual which is now a spirit like feel like so when people who are angry and have all of these other because they're motivated by the seed of iniquity when they try to influence us to join them in all of those things that we see that are contrary to the word of God this spirit will reject every part of that you will want nothing to do with it this here is what Christians have been running from we have been in a in a large sense this death death we want to see the miracles the signs and the wonders but eat of my flesh and drink of my blood that is a little bit too strong but at the heart of God's word because one thing I said okay God has written his word what is in it let me go read this thing and when I say when I read something the thing that the Lord made me like this when I read something in the word of God let me tell you something you forget it I take that thing literally literally right away I don't dilute that thing I take the word of God and I say let me know partner with God and eradicate every hint of the devil out of me I don't want to have nothing of the wicked one inside of me Jesus said the prince of this world has come and he has found nothing in me why is it that Christians still have the stain of iniquity inside of them why is it that we have the stain the hint of iniquity inside of us and we're not stealing and we're not breaking the law in that sense but on the inside like Jesus said to the Pharisees they clean the cup on the outside but on the inside my God we're not opening up those dimensions opening up those dimensions of the deep part of our being that the Spirit of God might go and do surgery that the word of God that is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword would pierce down there and divide and separate that we might truly be called be called the children of God because God is coming back to a church that has no wrinkle no spot but is a bride that is adored in white
this here is how we get to that position. And I'll tell you something else for our benefit now that we will go into even next week a little bit more. I will tell you something else for our benefit now, for our life here now on this earth, for our family members, for our friends. That when these things, this substance is eradicated from your being, your body will be healed. Your finances, your financial situations will turn around. We will go in a little bit deeper next week as to the underlying things, kind of like more in a detailed way, recognizing some of the things and the behavioral patterns in our own life that are associated with that seed of Satan that we inherited initially through Adam and then when we were conceptualized and birthed into this world. Because that iniquity inside of us, it let me tell you, sin, and it destroys your body. It kills your body. It condemns your soul. It has to be eradicated. You know, I know people that can pray. Oh my God, they think it's the, the power that is in their voice that causes people to get healed. No. Jesus just said, go. And demons leave people. Get up, take up your bed and walk. And I'm not saying that God don't use people to, to pray in um, very aggressive ways because the Lord used me like that, I believe, sometimes. But I'm telling you, the power of God will emanate from you everywhere you go. But light and darkness can't dwell in the same vessel. The Spirit of God is bearing with us that we might mature to the level that he might do that work that eradicate every hint of this substance out of our being that we might truly flourish no spirit of jealousy if god bless someone around me man i i pray double portion on you if God anoints someone around me, I pray a double portion because you're going to build the kingdom that I'm from. Why should I compete with you? If you have a greater ministry than, than, than me and Mike and Kim, than God has called us to in this ministry, and for a moment, God is allowing us to impart something to you by his grace, well, go in the name of Jesus Christ. We bless you. Let that double portion of the anointing that is on me come on you, and then you go and take the nations by storm and take my blessing. I don't want jealousy inside of me. Some of us say that we want to see the lost saved. And we're jealous with our own brothers and sisters in the faith. And they're the ones that are sent to the lost. That is what this substance of iniquity will do in us. It has to be eradicated. And you have to be robust, aggressive in your relationship with the Holy Spirit, with God. That he might break the seed of this thing out of you and I once and for all. Your body will follow. If you're having mental issues, that will follow. You'll get healed from every single thing. It will flow through every part of your being. That's why Jesus, no sickness, no diseases, those things could not touch him. He functioned in the fullness of what we're talking about here. Jesus Christ. 
And guess what? This thing here, we can't do on our own. We already settled that. And I know I can't do it. But the Bible said that we have this treasure in earthen vessel, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of man. The, whole, the spirit of God is connected to your spirit and will nourish you and break off every ounce of this substance out of your being. This here, this morning that you're hearing, open up your heart to this dimension of God. Open up your heart to this dimension of God. We all can go deeper. That's why we spoke about fasting last week. Putting the body under that the spirit man might rise. Even hearing the voice of God. Many people, we were praying, several people this week about hearing the voice of God. These are the things that hinders. Adam walked in the cool of the garden, the Bible says, and had conversations with God. Yet, in, in, when God had placed him there, until this iniquity that was handed down to him, then he was estranged from, estranged from God, from that spiritual position. And even though God had mercy, but it was no more the beautiful garden of Eden. Jesus Christ, your Lord, the one that you profess, came to put you back in the garden of Eden. And this material body here, and this world system that has been created to feed this material body and feed this a seed of iniquity inside of us, is stopping him from doing it. And he's saying to us this morning, I can break it. And everything that has been hindering you, the other things that are stymieing your life and your growth, your health, and all the other areas of your life and your family life, and your lineage. And if you break this now, what a precious gift you will be handing to your generations. Do you want your generations not to have this life inside of them? And five years, 10 years down the line, they are the same rebels that we see globally. Can die any moment, can lose their salvation. I think about this. Um, I think about my children and I think about their children. And I go, my God, is there something that I can do now that will affect them? Don't leave them only a million dollars in the bank. Leave, leave them a spiritual inheritance. Do this, dig this deep in God. That you don't birth children into this realm and bring them to be punished. That's what God is actually saying. This here, this wisdom, it's in the word of God. Will we take it now? Will we take this now? And make that change, make that transformation and begin now to lay before God. Let me tell you how you do this. You don't need all of this knowledge that they're talking about. No. Who, who was it that taught me this? How did I break out of that system? I laid in my closet, ask him, in my closet for hours. 
Sometimes I came from work. I didn't stop at the kitchen. Straight into that closet, I lay down. I cried out to God. I, I didn't have all of this knowledge and this understanding. I just had a heart for God and a love for God. That's all you need. If you have a heart for God and a love for God, you run before his presence very often. What do you think he will do with your lack of knowledge? What do you think he's going to do? Impart it to you. God is not a respecter of persons. So I pray this morning that you will take this knowledge and free yourself once and for all. Commit to Jesus Christ and totally eradicate everything of the devil that is in you. And then extend it to others. On behalf of Jesus Christ, he died for everybody. Extend it to others. When I say rebels outside in the world, they're waiting for us. That we might plant the seed by the grace of God, of Jesus Christ inside of them. That it might shatter that nature of the devil. And that they might come into life in the spirit also. And that is what we have been commissioned to do. The ministry of reconciliation that has been handed to the body of Christ. We, we need to allow that dimension of God to work in our personal lives. That we might be an extension now. Out of the overflow you will give to others. That is the message that I have this morning. And I will continue next week just with going into a little bit more detail of the operational system and how the devil now uses that chip. Because we, we, we understand this technological term of a chip being planted inside of you. And at any moment, he can summon you. If that chip is there, he can summon you. Something is commanding your mind and causing your body to go in motion to do something that you don't want to do and you can't resist it. What is it? This substance called iniquity that we can rid ourselves of. Amen? That there this morning is the word that the Lord gave me. And I know it's going to be a blessing to us.